With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad. Well, we're still going strong at 8.06. Inside Sports on 6.30. Chet, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Always a pleasure to bring you the program. Sam G. says Eskimos will beat the Tiger Cats 36-18. Frustrated fan says my prediction is Winnipeg versus Hamilton in the Grey Cup. If the Eskimos are lucky to beat Hamilton, it'll be Edmonton versus Winnipeg in the Grey Cup. Frustrated fan calling Winnipeg to come out of the West. Matt Hendricks did practice a bit with the Oilers today. Here's head coach Todd McClellan. Yeah, he didn't stay for the whole thing. He's out skating. Uh, it's more of a rehab skate for him. Um, there's others that have skated before practice and and get off right away. They're they're not near ready to be involved in physical contact. Matty's probably the closest, uh, but still not... Not ready for it. So the Oilers still with Hendricks out, Pacarinen out, Kajula out, uh, Fane out, Davidson out, Cassian out. The injuries have piled up for the team. They've still been able to go 9-4-1. More on the Oilers on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com, including a story on Peter Shirelli today becoming an ambassador for the Edmonton Police Foundation. He told a uh, very compelling story about being in Boston at the time of the Boston Marathon bombing. All right. Want to talk a little senior hockey here, and I'm pleased to welcome from the Stony Plain Eagles, Jason Lundmark. Jason, welcome to the show. You're on with Reed Wilkins. How are you doing, man? I'm good, Reed. How are you doing, man? I'm doing very well. It's it's great to have you on the show. I've been a little uh, little tardy in getting around to a senior hockey segment on the show because I, I do enjoy it, and uh, I covered a few Allen Cups when I worked in Lloyd Minster and covered the Border Kings. It is a level of hockey that I appreciate. How many uh, years for you is, is this in the Chinook League now, Jason? Uh, this is uh, will be my sixth year um, playing in the Chinook, yeah. Okay. Now, have you always been with Stoney, or did you start off with uh, – were, were you with Bentley for a while? Yeah, yeah. I started off uh, my first year with Bentley. Um, played about four and a half years, about, you know, roughly four and a half, five years. Um, you know, in and out there kind of towards the end um, with my time with them. Um, and then, yeah, this year just uh, – got a uh you know just know one of the guys from the team from red deer here and uh you know i'd uh asked if they needed some guys just at the uh, innisfil preseason tournament there and you know they said yeah i'd love to have you come out and play and went and played and uh figured i might give her another go so all right so now uh bentley now based in the, they're now the lacombe generals right yeah, 
Correct. So it's it's my understanding, Jason, is that those two teams have a bit of rivalry. So uh, are you are you now teammates with some guys that were trying to knock your head off the last few years, or how does this work? Uh, yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's uh, it was pretty interesting to sit across the uh, you know from a few guys uh, the first game in practice. Um, but you know, just like any hockey team, you know, you get to know the guys, and uh, you know that for the most part, they just uh, everything is uh, done on the ice, and you know, you get back in the room, and, and uh, you know, guys are guys are going to be good solid. So no, it's uh, we certainly talked it out in practice, and uh, you know, I expressed my my joy for playing against some of these guys, but uh, glad that we're teammates now, definitely. All right, well, it's going to be fun in Stony Plain on Saturday. The the Eagles, uh, and you guys off to a bit of a mediocre start here at 2-3-1, and one, hosting Lacombe, who are 6-0, and oh, so that's going to be a big showdown uh, Saturday at 7.30 at, uh, at Stony Plain. I mean, you've, you you played pro, obviously you played in the WHL, and I, want to, and I want to talk to you about some of those experiences, but how have you found, you know, sort of becoming a mainstay in, uh, in senior hockey and some of the rivalry and 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 the and the travel and balancing the the work with some of the games. How have you enjoyed that experience? What's it been like? No, I mean it's been good. Um, you know, certainly, um, you know, I I felt uh, you know about six years ago, you know, my time playing professional hockey was I kind of felt was kind of coming to an end, and uh, you know, I kind of wanted to move on with uh, with my life and start a different career. Um, so having the opportunity to play senior and uh, you know, and pursue another career has definitely been a good way to kind of balance that uh, that side of my life. Um, you know, it's you know, I mean, it's full contact hockey. You know, these guys come to play like it's uh, you know, it's good hockey. It's fast. Um, so, I mean, I've you know, that certainly enjoyed it. Um, you know, we you know we do have the odd travel here and there, but uh, you know, for the most part. For the most part, it can be, uh, you know, as long as, uh, you know, it can be balanced. Um, you know, they, uh, you know, we spend our time, you know, we only practice once a week and we normally only play once a week. So it's not, uh, it's certainly not as demanding as a professional schedule, but, uh, um, but it certainly gives you that uh, kind of scratch that itch that you have, you know, stepping out of uh, playing every single day of your life, you know. Yeah, I've certainly enjoyed it, and uh, I mean, I'll try to play as long as I can, as long as my body will hold out, and uh, I guess my wife will let me. So, well, you're only 32, so hopefully you're <laughs> yeah you're, you're not using yeah, a walker okay. yet or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jason Lundmark joining us from the Stony Plain Eagles of of the Chinook League. Was it Germany where you played pro? Yeah, I spent a little bit of time in Germany. Uh, I spent two years um, in the U.S. and then uh, three years in Germany. How did you how did you find the uh, the, the the German hockey? Would would you describe it as a as, as a vastly different style, or just some details that are different? I'm curious to get your perspective. Yeah, certainly. I mean, you know, obviously they play on a bigger ice surface. Um, you know, I would say, you know, my time in Germany, you know, my you know my first impression out there is that obviously hockey is not their national sport. Um, you know, they uh, they focus a lot on their soccer, their football, they call it. Um, but, uh, you know, I would say that, you know, that they're certainly, they're certainly trying to start developing their players. 
um, you know, to be competitive against North American teams, you know, and, you know, teams like Russia and um, things like that. But, um, you know, certainly not, certainly the physical play wasn't there, uh, you know, as an import on the team. Um, you know, we were only usually, we usually had about five imports and normally they were Canadian, either Canadian or American. And, uh, you know, you know, you could certainly point out who the imports were when you were playing other teams because they were the ones throwing the body around most of the time. Um, but uh, I know it's very, you know, you know, a lot more skilled game. Um, you know, not a lot of, uh, not a lot of, you know, battles in the corner. It was a lot of end end type of uh, type of hockey, which I mean, you know, it was fun. And uh, you know, when you're on the big ice surface, you know, you can really create some chances, and um, and you can have a lot of fun with it. So, Jason, you're uh, you know, you grew up in Edmonton, and uh, you're the younger brother to Jamie Lundmark, who was taken ninth overall by the New York Rangers in 1999. He's played 295. NHL games, but I know we haven't seen him in the NHL for a few years. Can you update fans on what Jamie is up to? Yeah, Jamie now has been in uh, in Austria for I believe this is his fifth season. Uh, he plays in Klagenfurt, uh, so that's uh, the Austrian, the first league in Austria. And uh, no, he's been doing quite well out there. Um, you know, he's they've won a championship. I think he's got a couple uh, couple years where he's won MVP of the league and. Um, I think he's really kind of found a home out there. Um, you know, he certainly, uh, certainly his NHL career, you know, I, I'm sure he would have wished to have stayed in one place a little bit longer than, uh, you know, than he was. But, uh, you know, I think as, as hockey players, you know, you know, when you find that place that really fits and really works and, uh, you know, you can really make an impact. I think it's really desirable. And, uh, I think he's found that and, um, you know, I'm not sure how much longer he's going to play, but I mean, I'm sure he's got the same mindset as most players, you know, as we get a bit older is, you know, just play as long as we can and as long as our bodies will let us and, uh, you know, and then, and then when we're ready to, to, to shut her down then we'll shut her down. So. Did, did you find, because I, I, I'm always interested about Canadians who go live in Europe either during hockey season or might stay there full time for a few years. Did you, did you find any any major lifestyle differences? Because some guys have told me, depending on the country that they're in, they find maybe a little bit less of a of a capitalist attitude and maybe a little bit more of a relaxed pace to life. Yeah, certainly. I mean, you know, some of the you know the years living in Germany, I was you know you know my wife and I would say were were certainly some of the you know funner times i mean not not only just living out in europe and experiencing that but uh but certainly their way of life is uh you know you know a little bit less uh less chaotic um you know they certainly have a big family aspect um you know even you know even the way businesses are run their business hours um you know on sundays everything is i mean in germany anyway um usually business you know all businesses on sundays are closed um, you know, so they certainly, certainly, uh, pride themselves in, uh, um, in having that family aspect. And I would say, you know, as far as, you know, my wife and I, like we're, you know, we have a family of our own and, um, while we were out there, we had our youngest son with us. Um, so, you know, just, uh, you know, just to kind of have that feel really kind of made it feel like home. And, uh, um, you know, that's something that, that uh, we wish we'd kind of see a little bit more in North America, but you know that's uh, those are some of the differences that uh, you know that they that they uh, have out there. So, 
Yeah, awesome. Well, that that's cool. Thanks for sharing that, Jason. And uh, awesome that you've committed to being in the Chinook League and keeping senior hockey going because it's a, I think, an undervalued and underrated level of hockey. So seven thirty. Saturday in Stony Plain. The Eagles will be hosting Lacombe. That's going to be a fun game. Jason, thanks so much for your time. I hope we can do this again. You betcha. Thank you. That is Jason Lundmark checking in tonight from the Stony Plain Eagles. Good stuff. Glad to talk to him. And we'll be featuring uh, more guys from the Chinook League throughout the season here on Inside Sports. It is 8-17. we got to take a quick timeout. We'll give you a full scoreboard update when we get back. And Justin Sorensen from your Edmonton Eskimos is still ahead. This is Mike Riley from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. Mike Riley and the Eskimos at Hamilton on Sunday. Big playoff game for the green and gold. Man, you know what? Earlier in the season, I wasn't sure they were going to make the playoffs, but now they are in, having won five of their last six. The Edmonton Oilers a long way from the playoffs, but right now they are first in the Pacific Division. Todd McClellan, his thoughts on going 500 on the road trip? It's a catch-22 because... um as we leave, we hear exterior talk, and and maybe in our own minds, you're you're setting goals at 500. And and I think for us to to take the new step or the next step, uh, 500 isn't going to be good enough, um, especially when you look at the games that we were involved in. Um, Toronto game, we had an opportunity to to take points there, um, and uh, certainly in the two games that we lost in regulation, to get it to the last minute or two um, and then give it up is disappointing so we got to look at it from both sides of the, the glass half full and half empty um, it's important now this is the first test we have of, of being away for a while and coming home and uh, trying to reestablish our game here so that'll be a, a big task for our team tomorrow but um, day by day we just approach it as getting better all right, Oilers and Stars tomorrow night, 5.30 face-off show. The game will start at 7. Get it all right here on 6.30, Chet. Football tonight, Thursday nighter. Baltimore up 13-7 on Cleveland. Seven minutes left in the third quarter there. Cleveland 0-9 on the season. In the National Hockey League, Johnny Goudreau. Both goals for the Calgary Flames. They're in a 2-2 tie with Dallas. 14 minutes left in the second period. The Predators lead the Blues 3-1. Five minutes left in the third. Winnipeg with a 2-1 edge over Arizona in the second period. The Bruins knocked off the Blue Jackets 5-2. Matt Bolesky, his first goal of the season for Boston. Sam Gagne gets his fourth of the year for the Blue Jackets. Minnesota wins 4-2 in Pittsburgh. Anaheim wins 4-2 in Carolina. So the Ducks move uh, two points back of the Oilers for first in the Pacific Division. Montreal winning on home ice 4-1 over the Los Angeles Kings. Detroit beats Vancouver 3-1. Dylan Larkin with his fifth of the year for Detroit. San Jose over the Florida Panthers 4-2 tonight. And the Tampa Bay Lightning win on home ice 4-1 over the New York Islanders. In the Western Hockey League, the Oil Kings 2, Saskatoon 1. That one with seven minutes left in the second period. Now you're up to date on the scores. Speaking of that Oilers 9-4 and 1 record, here's uh, Todd McClellan's thoughts on being at 9-4 and 1. I think it's it's fair. Um, I thought early on in the year, the first four, five, six games, we were uh, giving up way too much. We were loose. We weren't checking and... and um, focusing on some of the tasks that we had to do without the puck and um, potentially got away with some wins there but in turn it evens out later on and 
And uh, I think it's fair to say that we're uh, deserving of the record that we have to this point. Um, where we go from here now will be up to the group, and uh, we've got to approach every night like it's, uh, it's the beginning of a new winning streak and um, you know, get after teams. And, and when, we are, when we're aggressive and we're paying attention to our uh, assignments all over the rink, we're a hard team to play against. All right, Todd McClellan about being 9-4-1. He was also asked about having Maroon on left wing with McDavid right now ahead of Milan Lucic. Do I see any difference? Well, they're both big bodies. They both know where the net is. Both of them have had success uh, producing points. Um, Sometimes it's just a matter of changing things up. And, um, you know, there's not a lot of um, reading and reacting that's different between the two. Um, I think Patty's had a little more puck luck around the uh, blue paint than Milan did. Um, the great thing about it is we feel like we have two guys that can go into that position. They're interchangeable. And um, for the most part, Milan has found some chemistry with uh, Leon as well. They didn't have the greatest game in Pittsburgh, but they'll, they'll be the first to tell you that. But over and above that, they played pretty well together. All right, so there are some thoughts from head coach Todd McClellan as the Oilers were back at practice today. I would expect it to be the same uh, lineup tomorrow night as played against the Pittsburgh Penguins on Thursday. You know, Maroon, uh, Maroon's figured something out there. Here's the thing. I think Milan Lucic is a, a better overall player than Patrick Maroon, but Maroon might... I, I think Maroon is better at reading the play might have a little more of that sense of what to do without the puck to find some areas to score and he's been able to do that playing with Connor McDavid still ahead Eskimo center Justin Sorensen had a very good year on the O-line that a line that got better as the year went on I'll ask him about that and we'll touch base as well with Nick Ledgerwood FC Edmonton had a good season but not a great one it ended with a semifinal loss to Indy this last weekend we'll see what's up with uh, Nick as he rolls into the offseason Inside Sports on 6.30, Chad, we're back after the 8.30 News. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 6.30, Chad. All right, good to have you along for the ride tonight. Inside Sports on 630, Chad. My name is Reed Wilkins. The Baltimore Ravens just punching in another touchdown here. 19-7 with the kick still to come is their lead over the Cleveland Browns late in the third quarter. The email for the show, Inside Sports at 630Ched.com. If you are inclined to drop me a note, you can call 780-496-0063. And the uh, Twitter account, at Reed Wilkins. The text line is 630-630. Well, a really good season for our uh, soccer team in the NASL FC Edmonton, but it did come to a close on the weekend. They couldn't find the twine in their semifinal against the Indy 11. 1-0, the final damage there. Nick Ledgerwood from FC Edmonton joins us on the line right now. Nick, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Good, thanks. How are you? Doing very well. It's good to talk to you again. I wish we were doing a preview of you guys going to New York to play in the league final, but uh, didn't quite work out. Tell us a little bit about that semifinal against uh, against India. I know, obviously, you're disappointed, but how did you, did you feel the team played? Yeah, I think all, everybody that was involved is disappointed, but uh, at the same time, we're really proud of what the team did this year. I think with the resources, we can be really proud of, of making it to the playoffs. Um, unfortunately, when we were down there, 
it was kind of the, the same story that we had all year. Uh, we created some chances and just couldn't capitalize on it. Uh, we played very well defensively, and you know, at the end of the day, uh, you can't keep everything out of the back of the net for the whole season, and, and we came, a, came away on the wrong end of a one nothing uh, result. Well, your goaltender came close to keeping everything out of the net. Matt Van Oakel won the, the Golden Glove in the NASL for the best goals against average, just over half a goal per game, including 16 shutouts. Uh, I mean, in sports with goaltenders, you don't go very far if you don't have above average or excellent goaltending. How do you sum up Matt's season? Yeah, I mean, I've, this is the first season I've played with Matt, and I thought he had an exceptional season. Um, like you said, you don't go far if you don't have a good defensive line or a good goalkeeper, and I think that's exactly what we have this year. Uh, but even starting from the top, we, we defended as a group. We were hard to break down, and I think uh, some games that made Matt's job a little easy. But all in all, uh, he had a great season. He helped us out tons of games, so uh, he definitely earned that Golden Glove Award, that's for sure. All right. It, it, just in terms of this year, I, I think it was the lead, the team's first year in the league was the last time they they played a playoff game. What do you think clicked this year for the team that allowed you to get back to the postseason? Yeah, I think uh, there were a couple couple more players with experience that were brought into the into the team, and you know it, it showed. We had a bunch of leaders on the field and a bunch of guys that maybe had some some quality from overseas and that, that little bit of more fight and wanting to win. So I think that's, you know, what kind of did it for us. We brought in some fresh players uh, after the spring season, and they contributed, you know, a great amount uh, going into the fall season, and that's when we made our strong run. So I think it was just a little bit of everything that came together at the right time uh, that really helped the team push that playoff spot. Nick Ledgerwood from FC Edmonton joining us on Inside Sports tonight. Nick, the uh, last time we talked was uh, around the time you represented Canada in the World Cup qualifying, uh, and unfortunately Canada unable to advance there. What What is up for you in the months to come? Do you have another club you play in here over the over the winter, or, or what's ahead for you in the short term? No, so uh, what happened, NHL has a very long off-season. It's, it's probably the longest off-season I've ever had as a professional um, I'm fortunate enough that I'm still within the Canadian program and they have a camp going on actually right now that I, I couldn't be involved with because of the playoffs. But uh, they also have a camp in January, so it helps all the guys that I guess, you know, with the off season, I'll be keeping fit. I'll be in Edmonton, uh, you know, helping doing some coaching, staying active, playing, and then that January camp for the Canadian team comes up at a great time just to keep things going. Okay, so you and you you stay in Edmonton most of the winter then? Yeah, I'll be in I'll be in Edmonton most of the winter helping out with uh, some academies, also along with our FC Edmonton Academy, and then over Christmas I'll be going back to Lethbridge where my family is. Okay, and are you under contract with the Eddies for next season? Yeah, I will be around next season, yeah. Okay, well, good to hear because obviously you guys have a lot to to build on. I know whenever we've had Colin Miller on the show, he's uh he, he, he's always excited about where the team is headed, and he was pretty positive about everything that happened this year. Just just too bad you guys couldn't get the one more game. So is it Indy and the New York Cosmos in the final then? Yeah, they uh, they played this Sunday, I believe. That'll be the final, yeah. So uh, I, I'm assuming the Cosmos are favored. Do you do you see them as probably getting the victory, or how do you assess yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, the Cosmos have the advantage that they'll be playing at home, and I think they've, I mean, both teams have done exceptionally well at home 
this season. So, I mean, in saying that, I think Cosmos are going to take this one just because they're playing at home. Okay. Well, Nick, we appreciate the update. It was always great to talk to you and your teammates and your coach throughout the season. And, yeah, I know, I know we'll do this again. So really appreciate you making time for us tonight because I know you're still busy even though the, the season's over. Thanks for coming on. Not a problem. It's always a pleasure. That is Nick Ledgerwood from FC Edmonton checking in tonight. Uh, outstanding. I mean, we've talked about the defensive numbers a lot throughout this season. Uh, Matt Van Oakle, the goaltender, 16 shutouts. His goals against average was .55. I mean, I know soccer's a lower-scoring game, but .55 for goals against average. So you're, it's almost more likely that he wouldn't be scored on in a game as he would be. Really good stuff. And Nick, one of the stars on FC Edmonton, member of the Canadian men's team as well. All right. 21-7, Baltimore now leading Cleveland late in the third quarter in that Thursday nighter. The Edmonton Oil Kings in action at Rogers Place, now a 2-2 tie with the Saskatoon Blades. The third period coming up there. 780-496-0063. You can text 630-630. The Eskimos leave for Hamilton tomorrow. Justin Sorensen will quit packing his bags long enough to talk to us next. Inside Sports on 630 Chet. You're listening to 6.30 Ched Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. One of my favorites, Yakishev, texting the show. He says, hey, Reed, I just thought I would give you an update on the Lloydminster Bobcats. After 17 games, they have amassed a total of five points. Between the oil patch and the hockey, the only positive that has happened here in Lloydminster is that Sleep Country opened a franchise. That is from a somewhat bewildered Yakushev. He is calling himself tonight. My goodness, I checked the AJHL standings. The uh, Lloydminster Bobcats, the team I covered for several seasons, 2-15-1 to start the year. Ouch. They hosted the Royal Bank Cup last year, had a pretty good team, lost the final of that tournament. And uh, apparently they... Uh, they are minus 40 in goal differential, 18 hey, games into the season. Vancouver Canucks fans, it could be worse. Let's not pick on the Lloyd Mr. Bobcats. A no. lot of respect for that team in that no, community, I'm, I'm, but they're clearly doing poorly, unfortunately. I'm just saying, hey, Canucks fans, it could be worse. The Calgary Mustangs are 3-17-1. The Drayton Valley Thunder, poor start as well, 3-12-4. How's Bonneville doing? Uh, Bonneville's not bad, 15-5-1. Uh, the White Court Wolverines, Gord Thibodeau coached the Lloyd Bobcats last year went to the uh, White Court Wolverines this year, leading the league at 16 4 and 3, riding an eight game winning streak. White Court not in the league. I think they well, How long has White Court been there? Three or four years, maybe, in the AJHL? Do it already. White Court, uh, how big is White Court? I don't even know. There must be somebody in the White Court region listening. What is it, like 5,000 people? I would guess. 80,000? Sure. 80, I don't know. 40? <laughs> If anybody from White Court's listening, just uh, text your pop to six thirty six thirty. I'm pretty sure it must be around five thousand. Mm-hmm. Because our signal does get up there. Well, yes, but the strength of our signal has nothing to do with the population of the town. No, but they would hear our request. Is what I'm saying. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yes, that's why we're asking. That's right. 
Uh, all right, the uh, Edmonton Eskimos are going to Hamilton to play on Sunday. The center on the offensive line is Justin Sorensen. Justin, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Oh, not too bad. Yourself? I'm doing very well. Thanks a lot for making time for us tonight. Obviously, an exciting week. Uh, how do the how do the practices feel at this time of year going into a playoff game? Do they feel any different, or is it uh, just business as usual? Uh, it's, it's business as usual with that extra little edge. I mean, everybody knows the playoffs and. There's no more time for mistakes. I mean, it's win or go home. So I think there's a little bit, a little bit more to it, and I think everybody's dialed in a little bit more, trying to make sure they got all, everything down in their plays and everything. Right. Well, you guys had a, a great finish to the season. I mean, look, Justin, I'm uh, I'm talking about you guys every day, and uh, I got to admit, there was a couple times where I was like. Man, is this team going to make the playoffs? Because there there were some up and down uh, there are up and down parts to this season, but you're able to finish on an up with wins in five of your last six games. Um, that, you know, take us through the the regular season a bit, and 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 maybe some of those disappointing losses and and tense moments where you where you looked at the standings and you weren't in a playoff spot. Well, I mean, it's tough because uh, because when you have a new coach come in with a new system then you don't really – it takes a while to get used to it. So I think that the start of the year we struggled and we lost a lot of close games because we weren't fine-tuning all the small details. But then as the season started going on, our record started getting a little better, and then towards the end of the season we were rolling all all cylinders because I think with the new coaches and new systems and stuff, it just takes a while to have it finely tuned and to get those tiny little details and those actually tiny little things that makes a play successful or a drive successful. So I think now that we're all a firm grasp of, the, of all three systems that I think we're playing a lot better and then the results are showing that. Well, when the season started, well, not well before the season started, when the schedule came out in February, a lot of people looked at that stretch of four consecutive road games as, as maybe uh, a make-or-break point to the season. You guys won three out of the four. Take me through, you know, get, getting those wins and, and maybe uh, how it help, has helped this team moving along here. Well, uh, getting wins in the, on the road is always hard. But the one thing that I find as well is that when you're on the road, it does bring the guys together a lot more. You hang out a lot more, and it brings you a little bit closer as a team. So that long stretch in the road isn't always a bad thing, I don't think. And, and I mean, as you can see, we were three out of four, and, 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 and which is good, and especially when you're on the road to win those games. So I don't know. I think it kind of helped us. It brought us closer as a team, and it brought everybody closer as friends even. Justin Sorson from the Edmonton Eskimos joining us. You're also the uh, the, the team nominee for uh, for top offensive lineman. Uh, I mean, I, look, I know the standard is uh, individual awards. We don't care about that. But how, how how do you look at getting that nod? Well, it's it's always an honor to get an award, and I mean, it's it, it is an honor, and I'm. I mean, it's it's nice that I got the award, but like you said, as an offensive line, there's not really individuals. We're a whole group, and our whole line was good this year. And so I think I got the award just because we succeeded as a group. And, I mean, every time you talk to an offensive lineman, you always get the same thing because it's the truth. We can't – one guy in an offensive line can't be successful without everybody else working together as a unit. Well, and there were some really good games running the football, especially in the second half of the year, and and with a couple different guys because you've had both Bell and White back there, and then that kind of made me think like, okay, this line maybe is really starting to gel and and open some some bigger holes. What what did, if anything, maybe what did change for for the line just in terms of your physicality and the assertiveness with the running game? 
Uh, honestly, honestly, it was just that we called more runs and we we had a good system put in that made it successful. And obviously, you know, those are two pretty good running backs as well. Who, if you give them a little bit of room, then they can make something happen, which helps it all uh, as well. But I'm sure if you do the breakdown on the amount of times you ran the ball from the first half of the season to the second half of the season, it's going to be uh, drastically different. And if you run the ball more often, then it just gives you more chances to run big. We can make big yards. And also, too, like I said, it was the whole system thing. At the start of the year, we kind of always have one guy mess up, which if one guy messes up on a play as an offensive line, then it's not going to be successful. So towards the second half of the season, we were starting to fire on all cylinders, cylinders and really understand the schemes and everything. And so there wasn't that one guy messing up all, as often, which made us a lot be able to be more successful in the run. Justin, does last year figure into this? And I know that the Eskimos have been a team that have you guys have avoided a lot of talk about last year, regardless of the season. But you did win your final ten games last season, and as you win five of six going in, is there something to draw on there from from last year's success? Uh, I mean. I don't really think so because it, it was a different team, different systems, and everything. And last year's last year. I mean, and, and that's the thing about the playoffs. It's one and done. So, yeah, it's nice that we won a whole bunch of games in a row last year, but this is a new year and playing against new teams, and we knew everything. So you got to go in and give it your all, and or else you're going home. That's what it comes down to. It's win or lose. Lose, you go home. Win, you go to the next round. So you can – I mean, you can maybe draw on some experience from last year and some uh, – those feelings and how you felt as as inner drive to drive you to play better and to, and to put more into it, but that's as far as that goes, I think. Right. All right. So you have Hamilton here. You're uh, you're going to the East Division. Uh, first of all, just that you know, you, you the, the two games against Hamilton were interesting because way back early in the season, I think you were hurt for the game they came back in. Uh, did you get hurt yeah. in that game or before that game? No, I separated my shoulder in like the sixth play of the game. Right, and then uh, and then you guys played pretty well a couple of weeks ago against the Tiger Cats. They got some points in garbage time, but you guys were pretty much in control. From an old yeah. line standpoint, what uh, what challenges do they present to your group? Uh, their front six is really good. Uh, I mean, they probably have if not, one of if not the top D line in the league. So I mean, it it really poses a challenge to us because they're really really solid up front. So we gotta we gotta do a good job of, of of showing up and playing well because they pose a really big challenge in their front six. All right, and I, I don't know. Have you, what do you think of the crossover? What, what do you think of a West Division team going east? Uh, well, I've already done it. When I, I played in BC, my my first year in BC, we actually crossed over and uh, won the first round, and then uh, lost in the second round over there. So I have experience doing it. Um, and it's tough. I mean, it's tough to go on the road for, for that long and to travel that much. It uh, really puts a wear and tear on your body. And so, I mean, I'm, I I like it because it's cool. That means we have a chance to keep playing, even though we came in fourth place. But it definitely poses its own challenges for sure. All right. We really appreciate your time. Uh, you know, great finish to the season. And you guys got a chance here to go on another run. So all the best you're moving along. Thank you very much. That is Justin Sorensen, center for the Edmonton Eskimos, the team nominee for uh, most uh, or for most outstanding offensive linemen. None of the Eskimo team nominees advancing to be West finalists. All right, few texts here. White Court uh, around ten thousand people, apparently. 
So there you go. There you go. One final look at the scoreboard before we break for the evening. Dallas and Calgary in the NHL tied 2-2 after 2. The Jets are up 2-1 on the Coyotes with the third period about to start. Boston beating the Columbus Blue Jackets 5-2 tonight. The Wild win on the road 4-2 against Pittsburgh. Anaheim gets a 4-2 decision in Carolina. The Canadians knock off the Kings 4-1. Habs are 12-1-1 on the season. Detroit winning 3-1 over the Vancouver Canucks. The Lightning over the Islanders 4-1. Predators on home ice 3-1 over the Blues. The Preds now up to 5 Hundred on the season, five five and three. The Sharks four two over the Florida Panthers tonight. The football game in the fourth quarter now. About eight minutes left. Baltimore up twenty one seven on Cleveland. The Browns on the verge of falling to zero and ten on the year. Western Hockey League action. The Edmonton Oil Kings and Saskatoon Blades just starting the third period at Rogers Place. It is a two two tie. All right, here's what's coming up sports-wise over the next few days here on 6.30 Chet. Tomorrow, Bob Stoffer has a live edition of Oilers Now from Rogers Place. We're on with the face-off show at 5.30. The game between the Oilers and the Stars will start at 7. On Sunday, 9.30 in the morning for the pregame show from Hamilton, Morley Scott and Dave Campbell. And then the kickoff against the Tiger Cats goes at 11. So we have all the coverage of the Eskimos playoff game. Then Sunday night, Oilers host the Rangers. That should be a good tilt. 6 o'clock for the face-off show on Sunday, 7.30 for the drop of the puck. All right. Thanks to our guests tonight. You heard from Justin Sorensen. You heard from Paula Baldiston. Bob Stoffer checked in. Nick Ledgerwood from FC Edmonton. You had comments from Peter Shirelli. And you heard from Oilers forwards Mark Letestu and Patrick Maroon. The studio producer this evening has been Kellen Kennedy. The producer of the show is Dave Campbell. Tomorrow, obviously, Remembrance Day. The words that I say will not be appropriate enough, but of course, a big thank you to everybody who serves our country and we recognize your dedication and your sacrifice. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Have a great weekend. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.